Yeah, eat, sleep, fantasy, you rocking with the best. NFL Fantasy Football Podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs, better follow. The conversation with Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming, eat nation, we doing what we like. Tune in every week, guarantee we get it hype. Fantasy, football enthusiasts, I know you plan to be. Joining us on Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Yeah, Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Eat, sleep, fantasy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another fabulous episode of the Eat, Sleep, Fantasy football podcast. I guess we call this the Dynasty Night episodes brought to you on the weekends, every weekend, uh, pretty much for the last uh, two months. With me is uh, John Chapman. What's up, man? It's a, it's a great day, man. Great day. Man, uh, I'm sorry, guys. Uh, and <laughs> I I suck at doing let's intros. I over. rely so much on. Let's, let's start over. No, no, it's okay. It's okay. No, no, this is fun. This is fun for you <laughs> and Steve. <laughs> oh god, Steve, how's it going? It's going, man. How you doing, Dale? Good, good. We're on the cusp of being really professional, and we uh, are? and I just screwed it all up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, almost there. Oh, almost okay. there. Uh, today, guys, we are going to be doing the typical Dynasty Night stuff. We're going to be covering news in a second. We're going to be doing some, uh, I'm not going to call it uh, Bachelor, uh, we'll explain it later, but it's going to be a fun <laughs> little game that we're going to play with ADPs, and also we will get into a rookie-only mock, uh, probably the first couple rounds, maybe one, two, or three rounds. We'll see how that goes. It uh, depends on how quick uh, we can get through everything, because we don't want to bore you to death. Guys, I have a quick question. Before we get into the news, I I am watching... I'm actually re-watching Entourage. I watched it, you know, when it originally came out. I started watching it in season one on HBO. If you don't know what it is, it's uh, like four guys, you know, going up in uh, the show business. Anyways, uh, produced by Mark Wahlberg. This is my second time watching it. I don't re-watch a lot of series. I want to know if there's anything that you guys have re-watched that was worse than the first time you watched it. I mean, because I'm going to re-watch Mad Men eventually, and I'm going to re-watch Breaking Bad. I think those two will hold up for the second time. Entourage is definitely holding up for me. It's a I'm on season two and it's great. Any, any you guys rewatch anything? Man, um, I got some little recency bias for myself. Uh, Ozark. Oh my goodness! If you haven't seen Ozark, is with Jason Bateman on Netflix is sure. legit. It's like the white person version of Narcos um, and Mindhunter, staying with the Netflix things. I've seen both of those twice and both held up mm. the second time. Mm, interesting. You know, won't hold up, and I loved it the first time, and I will never watch it again, is Lost. I watched Lost. I loved it. I loved every episode. It ended, and I was okay with the ending. A lot of people weren't, but it is a, it is a show that I'll never rewatch. Well, now you know yeah, what happens. Took- that was half of the the thing. What the hell's yeah, going on? Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. And, I mean, we didn't really find out what happens. It's just a cliffhanger after cliffhanger. I know a lot of people <laughs> that, I mean, I didn't watch Lost at all, and I know a lot of people that, you know, going into those last few seasons, they just didn't even want to watch it anymore, but they were like, fuck it, I'm yeah. disinvested in it, and I need to finish it exactly. out, you know? <laughs> exactly, yeah, one-hour episodes, 22 episodes a season, it's nuts. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Entourage is awesome. Have you got, Have either of you seen Entourage? I've seen most. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I watched, have not watched I know. It was too poor for HBO. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's weird, because like season one, there was tons of boobs, Season two, they kind of calmed it down. By like season three or four, like it really, 
I mean, they still had it, but like you could tell season one, like they were like, hey, we're in HBO. Let's show You notice how shows do that, dude? They come out, they all kinds yeah. of good fighting and naked women and shit like that. And it gets popular, and all of a sudden, oh, we got to get a little yeah, more yeah. PC or whatever. And they knock That's, that stuff yeah, out. Yeah. It's just false start advertisement, strong, man. Finish strong. You got to stay consistent. False advertisement. So, yeah. It is kind of cool like to watch it because. You know, it seems recent, but they still all have Nextel phones. You know, the iPhone wasn't around yet. <laughs> oh, God, um, YouTube wasn't here. You know, it's it's really cool, like to see like this was a, like a different time. You know, people were like taking selfies with like a digital cameras and stuff. I don't know. It's just it's kind of cool to see. Yeah, I, I I started back on season one of The Wire, which I love The Wire, and it it's crazy because so many people got famous off of that, and so you see these celebrities that are like teenagers, and it's just like, yeah, this is weird now. Dude, I yeah, think the yeah, only yeah. show I ever watched or shows I ever watched over again, it's mainly just like background noise at my house in the evening, mm-hmm. is like Friends right. and Big Bang Theory. Other than that, <laughs> I don't really go back yeah, to watch yeah. shows. I probably watched Seinfeld a few I'll times, uh, just you know, in the background, yeah. yeah. All right, let's get into some news. John, do you have some news to give us? Man, there's uh, actually stuff going on right now, which is great. We're in kind of the downtime right before the season gets going. But right off the bat, we got a couple suspensions that are going to be huge. And shout out to Paul here. We love you, brother. Uh, Jameis Winston has a suspension coming from his wonderful Uber ride. I don't think he got a lot of stars. Um, yeah, we're not quite sure how long he's going to be suspended, but that is – it's coming. It's going to happen. Right. And I heard and I read somewhere that uh, you know it wasn't necessarily the incident that is getting him suspended. It's the way that it was reported. Uh, back to the NFL. Did you read that? Yeah, there's there's a lot. This is weird. <laughs> this is just super weird. The entire case is crazy. Uh, lots of he said, she said, and the same witness that was there for his previous incident in college is also there with him now, saying that he was in the Uber. And there's just it's weird, right? Yeah, yeah. There's I, a lot. Of, there's a lot of just, stuff stacked against him in this situation here. I mean, I will not be surprised if he if he suspended six games or more. It doesn't help that he's had uh, such a – he's made several bad decisions in his career, oh, yeah. and uh, that, that doesn't help. Nope. Yeah, and they're going to protect – the NFL is going to protect their reputation and kind of their image. That's what they care about more than anything. Um, and so six games, man, it, I think it's going to happen just because they kind of set the precedent with the Zeke thing. Any kind of domestic or sexual – any issues there, it's six-game minimum. Um, the appeal might take place, but I'm think I'm if I was betting, I'm putting six games. Also, Martavis Bryant uh, back in the news after the Raiders traded a third round pick for one of the shadiest kind of characters in the NFL. He's nothing wrong with his person. He's just dependent on marijuana. So that seems like they think that another suspension is coming. What do you think about this one? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, mean it's sorry. He's uh, if he gets suspended again, it's going to be another year, and it's going to be, um, it's going to be shitty for Oakland. And I don't know, was it a third or a fourth rounder, John? I don't remember, but either yeah, they way, gave a third. But they either way, man, they time. gave up, they gave up something they could have got a nice valuable rookie for, and unfortunately, you know, they're going to pay the consequence for this. So it's good. you know, what's funny is I'm wondering if it's something that, you know, Pittsburgh had any inclination of or any knowledge of of anything and. Delta's ass away. And the rumors out um, is that it wasn't a positive test. It was a missed test, which the NFL measures missed tests the exact same as a failed test. So 
we'll kind of sure. see what happens there. But yeah, this is a huge blow just to that offense. And I think it hurts Jordy Nelson a lot just because I think Jordy was going to be that slot guy in that offense. And if Martavis is gone, man, he's going to have to move outside, I think. And I don't, I don't think that's good for Jordy. They might keep, they might yeah, keep it, him in the slot and throw like, I don't know. Who the hell else left they had? I don't know if Seth Roberts is still there or not, but maybe throw him on the outside just because yeah. Jordy Jordy be more valuable on the slot, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, the missed test, and you guys are agreeing that, you know, missed test is a failed oh, test. Oh, yeah. Right? It's yep. admitting you basically you yeah. did. Yeah. yeah. I, I had a, an old employee come to me and say, hey, you know, I, you know, I, I worked here a couple of years ago and I want to work here again. I said, okay, you know, what happened? Why aren't you working here? And he goes, oh, you know, I got into an accident with one of the company trucks. And I was like, okay. And he goes, they they told me I had to take a drug test, but I didn't take it, so I didn't fail a drug test. I just quit. I was like, well, I don't think we can. Do that. Sorry. <laughs> I have to give him A for effort, man. You know, it, yeah. that's yeah. that like meme of the guy pointing to his own head, like, yeah, yeah. can't fail a drug test if you don't show <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, in our uh, uh, basically weekly Deontay Thompson Thomas news, Alan Hearns clear cut wide receiver one through OTA says Marcus Mosher. Dell, what say you, man? Yeah, I mean, look, Alan Hearns. I, I'm kind of on this Deontay Thompson bandwagon a little bit, and I really do like him, and I do think he can emerge into something that people aren't expecting. Do I really, really think that he's going to be the number one wide receiver in Dallas? No. But Alan Alan Hearns, I think, definitely has a good potential to be the wide receiver one here. And when it all comes down to it, it's the chemistry between him and Dak and the rest of the offense. I'm, I'm anxious to see how this is all going to pan out and how Alan Hearns has a talent. We've seen what he can do with Blake Bortles in Jacksonville when healthy. Hey, somebody's got to catch those 15 passes a game. In Dallas, and I can tell you who it's not going to be, and that's going to be Rico Gathers. He was a guy I was really high on just because his athletic prowess, and if he could get that job, then that'd be awesome. But he barely got any snaps in OTAs at the tight end position. So, Steve, what are you doing with this? Uh, I'm staying away from it. You know, I mean, the fact that they had an undrafted uh, free agent uh, taking reps with the first team, it's very obvious that they're weighing all their options in this situation. And, you know, just what you said about Hearns there, there's, you know, not a whole lot of passes going around in Dallas. So it's very possible that the tight end position is just going to be uh, a guy that's going to be uh, available during the red zone. And other than that, when you're in between the 20s, they're just going to be blocking, in my opinion. I mean, there's there's not great wide receivers there, but there's enough wide receivers around there. And I think they're going to utilize Zeke a little bit more out of the backfield. So any tight end in Dallas, I am absolutely staying away from. Yeah, unless Look, we, Witten we, comes we, we back. Yeah, oh, yeah that's, uh, I, we, you know, we're all saying, you know, Witten didn't have a great year. But, I mean, he was top 10 in targets among among uh, tight ends. So, I mean, that's something, isn't it? I mean, just uh, 87 targets for the year. That's not, you know. I think that, last that's year. Rico. Last year, yes. I don't think that's happening again this year. Yeah, I, I'm going to be very curious to see because I, I would say coming out of camp and preseason and all that stuff, Hearns will be the number one wide receiver. But it'll be interesting to see how long that lasts depending on the chemistry with Gallup. So, you know, there's there's that element as well. All right, more bad news. Green Bay head coach McCarthy comes out and says they will have a running back by committee. This is yeah. – it, it, we kind of knew this was going to happen, but the fact that he came out and said it so early is very disheartening. Um, the, the argument of who you prefer in that backfield, that's one we could play, but – 
Man, are you downgrading all three of these running backs, Dill? You know, I'm I'm kind of ranking them like they were running back by committee anyways. I'm not sure. I know there's some analysts and some people out there are saying, hey, you know, grab one of them and hope that they are the one. I think Christian was saying that earlier, too, is just, you know, grab a piece of the pie and just hope that that's a lottery ticket that hits. I'm not necessarily buying into that. I think uh, just like, you know, like you mentioned McCarthy saying running back by committee, I really think it's going to be. And I don't think that there's going to be a winner here. I think they're all going to be. This is just going to turn them all into losers. Yeah, um, and, and it sucks. Uh, in one dynasty league, I fought for both the younger guys and Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones, and I'm going to hang on to them just because I believe in buying low and selling high, um, and they're low right now. So um, kind of wait and see if one of them will pan out, injury or something along those lines. And our last piece of news, oh, my goodness, Nathan fucking Peterman is a serious contender to start the year as the Buffalo QB uh, ESPN Mike Rodak came out with this and I believe it with the competition committee that is there but gosh is there a worse offense in the NFL besides the Buffalo Bills Steve what do we do with this well first off is is fucking his middle name is that his real yeah, middle name he legally changed it uh after the five interception game to San Diego Chargers okay, oh well playing- the Los Angeles Chargers oh, wow. I'm sorry yeah, I mean, playing for Buffalo, I'd probably change my middle name to that as well. But uh, it, what 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 is there to say in this situation? You know, they could have had, they could have actually had a, a fairly solid uh, rookie quarterback that they passed up on with Josh Allen. That I'm not, or took and took Josh Allen, which I'm not sold on. And yeah, five interceptions against the Chargers. You know, Peterman. Yeah, well, what are you going to do? What is there even to say? There's no wide receivers. There's, okay, Charles Clay's there. You're about to see the the end of LaShawn McCoy. So, I mean, I guess it's just something you sit back and laugh at. If he's in the starting lineup, stream a defense against him. Yeah, and not to mention that is one of the worst <coughs> offensive lines in the NFL. Um, they are just destined for mediocrity or failure. Yeah. Ugh. So gross. <laughs> All right. So gross. Just grosses me out. All right, Dale, walk us through what we're doing next. I'm excited about this. All right. So we're going to play a little game here. We're going to play a game of ADP value. Uh, we're And we're going to play it. I don't know if you guys are, in, are not interested because I know you're probably not interested in it. But if you know or you've seen The Bachelor on TV, uh, I know we talked about you know the television series and stuff. I, to be honest, I've never watched an epi- a whole episode of Bachelor in my life. But I thought this was pretty interesting. What we're going to do, we're going to look at some groups of players and look at their ADPs. And we're all going to have to try to decide who has to leave, right? Because in Bachelor, at the end of the episode, somebody has to leave. Somebody gets the rose, so they stay. And uh, somebody gets the D. (laughs) That's just the way it works on TV. Capital D. Yes. Unless you're talking about Dale. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's a big deal. Or John, that's right. or, uh, or John's floppy. One or the other. Oh so, man. So, so if we if the person is leaving, they're cut. Uh, if they get the rose, they're going to be a long term keeper. And if they get the D, they're basically a one year rental. Make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I like this. I like this. All right, let's get right into the first group of wide receivers. Steve, uh, who who's your group of wide receivers you want to break down here? So the wide receivers that we're looking at are Corey Davis, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Brandon Cooks. Okay. All of them are pretty close in ADP in the late 20s, early 30s. 
All right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was about to say, the audience can't hear your head nods. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so who are you going to, who's going to leave, who's going to get the rose, and who's going to get the D? Uh, well, the guy who is going to leave out of this group is Brandon Cooks. Um, I like okay. him. I like the offense that he's in. Uh, but just long term, I just I, I don't know. I, I don't care for him. There's there's too many options there in uh, or with the Rams. I like uh, Cooper Cup a lot better. I don't know why. I just do. He I led do the team. He I led the do. team in targets last year. Uh, Robert Woods is still there. He's probably the receiver that's going to get hurt the most in this situation. They still have Todd Gurley. You know that defense is solid. So I, I just I just don't see him doing a whole lot it's very possible he could be a thousand yard receiver but i just don't see him doing a whole lot now the person who gets the d and i and i'm really torn between these two but the person who gets the d is going to be juju i love juju Ooh. but ab is still there um at any given time ben roethlisberger can just bail uh and and who knows what mason rudolph is going to be and if he's the quarterback of the future now, again, sure. I love Juju, torn between the two, but the guy who gets the rose in this situation is Corey Davis. I know he was hurt last year. Uh, you didn't really see much out of him until he got to the end of the year and into the playoffs, but he's been looking pretty good in OTAs, and I think he has tweaked his hammy again, which is what he's had issues with. But long-term, with Mariota there, the offensive line that they have there and the running backs that they have there, I like Corey Davis as a wide receiver one. Yeah, I agree. I think that I think Corey Davis's ADP is a little bit of a value here at 27. Just not only does Corey Davis have a little bit of time to develop as a wide receiver, he was a rookie last year, but Marcus Mariota is developing as well. Don't forget. I mean, Marcus Mariota is still really young. So with both of these guys working on their game, forming chemistry with each other, they didn't really get to do that a lot last season. Um, I'm looking forward to Corey Davis this year and you know years beyond. I, I agree with you. But Juju was the number 22 overall wide receiver last year, and Corey Davis was like 70-something. Yeah, I mean, he didn't play most of this season either. So breaking yeah. news after talking about Jameis earlier, the NFL is planning to suspend him for the first three games of the season. Oh, three games? Yeah. Ooh. Interesting. So, All right, yeah. look at that. We we just talked about it, and boom, there it goes. Thanks for listening, Goodell, Roger Goodell. I know he listens, even <laughs> though we haven't published it yeah. yet. But thank, thank, yeah. thanks, <laughs> he listens. He listens. All right, so group two here. I'm going to be talking about some running backs. I have Nick Chubb, Sony Michelle, and Derek Henry. Ooh, youngins, um, all all kind of in their mid 40s and their ADP. Uh, the one I'm going to ask to leave is going to be Sony Michelle. Wow. Uh, I just, I look. Oh. He's talented. I get it. He's talented. He's a he's a good running back, but he's in New England, and the New England running backs do well as a whole. I'm not trusting one of any of them until this until it gets cleared up. There's still way too many options with James White, Rex Burkhead, everybody there still. Maybe even Sony is going to take up a lot of carries. I don't think it's enough to. Uh, to give him the D or to give him a rose. So <laughs> I disagree here, man. I'm marrying Sony Michelle, but I bet I bet you, you yeah. I bet you Dale's giving a giving a D to Chubb. He's gonna take the Chubby D. The Chubby D. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, this is this is pretty. Uh, this is this is gonna be difficult for me uh, to choose between Chubb and Henry because I like Chubb late season. But I, I, I that's the best quote ever. That is the best quote ever. I like Chubb late in the season. Yeah. Oh man, this is tough. Okay, so I'm going to I'm going to give Derrick Henry the rose. Ooh. Look, I I know Dion Lewis is there, and people. I kind of talked about this last podcast. He's his ADP is rising, and I'm I'm basing this off of ADP, by the way. Um, you know his his ADP is rising a little bit because of the Dion Lewis is there. I don't just a gut feeling here because we not a lot's come out of camp or anything yet. But I think Derrick Henry's still going to be a force to be reckoned with. He's a very talented uh, running back, big guy, bruiser. He can be a goal line back. He's he's a decent pass catcher. So I'm going to give the rose to Derrick Henry, and I guess I give the D to Chubb. Um, Chubby D. I don't believe. Yeah, there you so go. So you, you're you know, just going to have him for I, one year. Yeah, you know, well, I'll, we'll we'll get eight good games out of him this year, but I can't. I just can't. I got to give Derrick Henry the rose just because I like him that much more. What What's interesting about all three of these guys? Nick Chubb is 22. Michelle 23 and Derrick Henry 23. So even though he's been in the league for two years, he's actually the exact same age. Um, and he doesn't have a lot of mileage. I mean, just because he's been in the league for a couple of years, yeah. he has hardly any mileage on him anyways. So no, he's will, he's fresh, uh, yeah. man. And my, I, I like Nick Chubb. My only problem with him though is that they brought in they brought in Hyde and they yeah. they re-signed Duke Johnson, who was solid last yeah. year. So I, I don't know, man. I, I want I want to yeah. like yeah. Nick Chubb, but I just can't. His best yeah, case. Yeah, the Browns are making it hard. Yeah, his be, he's ma- they're making it really hard on Chubb. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the problem with Chubb is just opportunity. His best case scenario is somebody gets injured, released, cut, traded, and then he's then he's a partial back. With the re-signing of Duke Johnson, there's no way that he can become a three-down back at all. So he's got a very very low ceiling. I love his talent and his film is exceptional. But with huge, I mean, same. You, you can say the same thing about the Patriots and and Sony Michelle, can't you? Yeah, well, but I don't think so. The Patriots were in the top. Uh, they had the second most rushes in the entire NFL last year. So yeah, between five running backs. <laughs> right, but but with Sony Michelle, though, I mean, wherever you were drafting Deion Lewis, whether it was standard or PPR, that's where you should be drafting Sony Michelle. That's where he's going to be. I mean, James White's yeah. still going to be involved. Hmm. Burkhead's still going to be involved. Sony Michelle is going to be the other guy involved. Everybody else is out the door. Jeremy Hill will probably be the guy that's just going to bust through on the goal line. Sure. Man, I, my problem is just the, the number. <laughs> There's just not a lot of rushes for Cleveland. Where where did Cleveland was 28th in the NFL? They had 384 rushes. Whereas uh, New England had 448, so literally 70 extra rushes, 60. I'm smart, um, and like that's just extra on top of. And man, Hugh Jackson's terrible, terrible. He's one of the worst yeah. coaches. Uh, I remember when Isaiah Crowell had that 60-yard touchdown to end the second half. He didn't get another carry the entire game, and they ended up losing by three. <laughs> it was a close game. Like game yeah, management yeah. is just garbage. But I, I do believe in his talent, though. It just, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a death sentence yeah. going there. That offense should right, run through. Group? That offense should run through the backfield, and then Tyrod should throw twenty passes a game, all to Jarvis Landry because he's on my dynasty team. 
There you go. There you go. All right, my turn. I'm up. I'm doing quarterbacks. Um, and so it's, we picked this before the show started, and the man of the hour, uh, Jameis Winston, uh, <laughs> Marcus Mariota, and Stafford. So those are my three. And right off the bat, even before the three-game suspension, I am cutting Jameis Winston. I, I want him to leave, just not in an Uber. Um, I want him out of here. Uh, so I do. I don't want anything to do with that guy. I just. I really don't believe in him. I understand that he throws the ball a ton, and his yardage numbers are amazing. I just. I, I, do, I don't want anything to do with him. So it comes down to Mariota and Stafford. Man, I love Stafford. He has not finished outside of the top uh, twelve quarterbacks in a nine years straight. So I'm going to marry Stafford just because I know he's 30 years old. He's still got a long time in the league. I think he is exceptional, and I'm giving that D to Mariota. Um, mm-hmm. The new offensive scheme coming in with Matt LaFleur, I really do think that he is going to do well. He's got the rushing potential on top of that. Um, but, again, I think Stafford is just safe, which is exactly what I want with quarterback play, especially in a 1QB league. Talk talk a little bit more about Matt LaFleur. Matt LaFleur, offensive coordinator, <laughs> he um, he's a protege of Kyle Shanahan, and he went over with McVay to the Rams. He was going to follow to San Francisco, but Kyle Shanahan wanted to keep play calling situations and all that kind of stuff. And so instead he waited, he went over with McVay to the Rams and was there for a year, even though he didn't call plays, he was the OC. And this is the very first time he's called plays, but he's bringing that same Shanahan McVay system, which I'm very excited to see. Uh, He was the quarterback's coach as well for Matt Ryan whenever he had the MVP season for the Falcons. So he has been around it. He understands how to put all this stuff in play. Um, everybody in that offense. You know, we talked about Corey Davis earlier. We talked about Derrick Henry. Everybody's going to do very, very well fantasy-wise. Okay. So your Rose going to Stafford, does that have anything to do with the Texas connection or what? Um, No, actually. He went to the school that I absolutely hate um, in Highland Park. Uh, he went to the super rich kid school uh, that I couldn't stand. But um, no, no <laughs> I, I, got no, I got nothing there. And Highland Park's a great scotch, too. It is. It is. I, I buy it with, uh, like, guilt um, every time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And now we have some tight ends to talk about. Maybe all three of us can go ahead and, and talk about the tight ends really quick. We have Gusecki, Kittle, and Walker here. Um, John, who? Let's, let's start with who are you asking to leave? I, I want Gusecki out of here. I do not believe in really? rookie tight ends. I don't believe in them. And um, the early reports coming out of Miami is that he looked lost in that offense, which is saying a lot because Miami loves everybody in the offseason and everybody's the LeBron James of whatever. So whenever you hear something negative about anybody, eh, you kind of got to pump the brakes a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Steve, who do you have? Who are you giving? uh, Who are you going to give the rose to? Hmm. And this is a flyer, but I'm going George Kittle on this one. That's my boy. That's my I, boy. I like what I saw out of him last year, and especially with Garoppolo in the mix. Um, I think that's a guy that a lot of people are forgetting about and sleeping on, and that's going to be after the first couple weeks, maybe even the first week, everybody's going to be running to the waiver wire saying, hey, where the hell is George Kittle? So if I'm giving a rose to anybody out of these three, it's him. Okay. Uh, I, I'm all aboard uh, with what you guys are saying. Walker, yeah, uh, along the same lines that John was just talking about with the offensive coordinator in Tennessee, 
Uh, I think Walker could continue. Uh, he's he's old. He's getting up there. Um, but I think he could continue to be a weapon for that offense. So, yeah, we're going to go ahead and give the D to Walker. Man, I, th- I think it's funny. Uh, there was a Tennessee Titan in every single category that we, we just did. Uh, that was unintentional. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, the Titans are going to be interesting this year because they under a they, they well, I don't want to say underperformed, but they could have done they could have done better than they did. Yeah, um, and if you're keeping track at season. home, the Titans received two marriage proposals and two D's, so uh, none of them got asked to leave. Yeah, so there you go. All right, well, uh, let's get right into doing a mock draft here. Uh, the Dynasty Night, we've we've done a couple mock drafts. I think they're really helpful. I believe that you guys as a listener uh, appreciate these, especially from John and Steven and Austin, usually doing these Dynasty uh, mock-ups. So we're going tonight, we're going to do a one quarterback, uh, one point PP, or one PPR, one point per reception, and uh, all rookie, all rookie only mock. So uh, we're going to, we are going to start uh, basically with round one. And how many rounds do you guys want to go? I want to do three. Let's do three rounds. Thirty-six. Of all oh yeah, it's going to begin good. All right. I think because you guys have mocked so well, uh, I am going to let you guys mock, uh, and I won't get in the way here. But I'm really interested to see what you guys uh, have. I assume that Saquon Barkley is going to go first, but I don't want to ruin the surprise. So uh, whoever you guys could take it away and figure it out. <laughs> All right, so we're going to be alternating back and forth. Uh, Steve, you'll take the odds, and I'll take all the even picks. And, again, the, the concept is very, very s- simple. Uh, just PPR scoring, one quarterback dynasty rookie draft. Now, again, we're, we're not building off of existing rosters. This is where these people's values should be. And one thing that I love about Steve and maybe even myself is that we do not follow expert consensus. We come up with our own stuff, and we tell you why we believe those things. So we are going to jump back and forth. Steve is going to take the odds because Spacarotelli is a weird, weird mamma-jamma, and I will take the evens. Uh, I don't have anything clever for that. So uh, without further ado, who are you taking with the 1.01? I should have been the evens, even Steven. But anyways, at 101, oh, I mean, it's obvious damn. that Saquon Barkley is going. I mean, falling in, into the situation in New York, uh, you know, with – Eli there, the guys that they have uh, on the the passing side of the ball. You know, it's a lot of good things coming out with uh, OBJ, how he's been progressing. Uh, You know, we're looking at another good year for Evan Ingram. There's always that buzz about Des being there. So there's just a lot of pieces uh, in New York, and Saquon's just a huge threat to be involved in that offense, and he couldn't have landed in in a better spot. Yep, Uh, no-brainer there. Every format, it doesn't matter if it's 2QB, Superflex, Saquon should go number one. Uh, With a 102 pick, I'm going Rojo, Ronald Jones, man. I am absolutely in love with this guy. Now, because his ADP is not (laughs) nearly that high, um, I am trying to trade out of this spot uh, from 102 to 104 if I can. But in this instance, there's no trades. And if I had to pick a player, I'm going Ronald Jones. I just think that he has the highest floor outside of Saquon and also the highest ceiling outside of Saquon. So uh, that's why I'm going with Ronald Jones at 1.02. At 103, I'm going Royce Freeman. Uh, I like his spot there in uh, in Denver. There's... They're saying Devontae Booker's the clear-cut guy, but it's going to be a competition and... 
we saw enough out of him in college that he's going to be involved in that competition. He's probably going to take some touches away. So he's definitely a guy to look out for. And there's just, there's a lot of opportunity there for him. Yeah. Well said. And again, the experts are going to tell you guys at two or three, and that's fine. Let them tell you that um, if you want to draft a running back early, that has 0% chance of being a three down guy, then go get guys. Uh, definitely not our prerogative. Um, I agree with you completely that uh, Ronald Jones and Royce Freeman, they have such a huge ceiling. And at 1.04, another guy with a huge ceiling, Sony Michelle for the Patriots. They love to run the ball and throw the ball to running backs, and his talent is just insane. So 104, Sony Michelle for me. 105, I'm going to take guys, and I was torn between him and a few players, but – it's going to be him and Chris Thompson. I don't think anybody else is going to be a threat to them. Geis is going to be uh, – he's going to be in goal line situations, and he's the kind of guy that you know they could put out there with Thompson still on the field and flank him out, and he gets a handoff, and he gets loose. You're not catching him, so and he's not afraid to lower, his, lower the boom either. So, Yeah, he is a highlight reel waiting to happen. Um, just, again, that third down, he, it's not going to be taking place very much. With 106, I'm taking Rashad Penny of the Seahawks, who I almost never draft uh, Penny, but um, he is kind of my last favorite running back that has potential to be a huge volume guy. So 1.06, I'm taking Rashad Penny. Yeah, I, I still think there's a possibility that Carson could be a threat to him, but still not yeah. still not a bad idea to take him because, you know, like you said about guys, he's a highlight reel waiting to happen too. And so, that's the thing, like at this point in the draft, I mean, it, you can tell we've gone six straight running backs and I'm going to make sure if I'm picking a 106, I'm getting one of these running backs. I'm not in love with Penny, but compared to the wide receivers, uh, for me, I'm wanting, this is a running back heavy draft. And so that's why I'm focusing on that with 106. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, last year and this year, but at 107, I'm taking Christian Kirk. I really liked Ooh. him coming I really liked him taking out of, or coming out of college to begin with. Um, liked what he did at the combine and everything, his pro day. And I really love where he landed, and I really love the quarterback that landed there with him. And he's actually already working uh, as a wide receiver too, and he's definitely going to be the successor there uh, with uh, Larry Fitzgerald whenever he decides to hang him up. Yeah, and uh, that's the thing. His ADP is creeping up. He's going at rookie pick number 11 right now as far as consensus ranks go. But I'm telling you right now, that number is not going to stop. He is my wide receiver one as well. He will continue to climb. And as we get closer to the season, um, I expect him to be the number one or number two wide receiver in almost all drafts. Uh, 1.08, I'm very happy here. I I like Kirk, but I'll take my last running back that I'm in love with, and that's Carrion Johnson. Um, Again, he's a guy that I don't think will be a third down back with Theo Riddick there, but early down work uh, is definitely going to be there. Yeah, I know he's got to compete with uh, LeGarrette Blunt, but long-term, I think it's going to be his job. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I know a lot of fans here in Detroit are 